you work at Reader's, your parents own yes. this um, uh, gas station that is literally the most, uh, I want to say like, it's like a mixture between old school and high tech because yeah. you guys are the only, it. you guys are the only self-service self -serv or, or full service yes. gas station. But then you guys are also like, kind of like the, a, tick, a live TikTok shop <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, you could say that. Welcome to the Willpower Podcast, where we uncover the secrets of success and share the wisdom of exceptional individuals. I'm your host, William Gomez, and as a real estate professional, I bring you insights from the world of real estate and beyond. Join me as I engage in captivating conversations with incredible guests from diverse backgrounds and industries, from top real estate moguls to trailblazing entrepreneurs and influencers. We dive into the mindsets and habits of successful people. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate and review. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and enlightened. Live live today on willpower. Mary, thank you so much for coming on. I'm I'm really excited to to uh, have you on and and you know learn a little bit more about you. Um, I know it took a little bit, and this is the earliest podcast we've ever done, but <laughs> I think it's gonna be worth it. Yeah, I always I don't know I uh, I guess anything I plan, even meetings at readers, I try to do them really early in the morning because it's like you get you know you can do something at eight. But like something may pop up at 11. I don't know. Yeah. And always, my dad's always like that. He's always like, put your meetings in the morning. And so I do that. Or since I work at Readers Full Time, I try to do like later afternoons. So. so I am a very early person. So I wake up at like 4.30, like 5. Oh. But like I normally don't get to the office till like around 8.45 or okay. 9. Just because like I wake up like... I have time to myself and then I go work out. And then now that I have a son, like I like to come, come and spend like a little quality time with him and everything. So, but yeah, it's like so starting. Are, are you going to bed at like eight? I try Nine? to, I oh try my, to. I could not. Yeah. My mom texted me yesterday and she said, Hey, are, it was like, it was like eight fifteen, and she goes, Hey, are you awake? Cause I, she knows I go to bed really early. I could not do that. No, mine's like 11, 1130. So maybe if I started going to bed earlier, I could get up. At well, 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. I th that's one of the biggest things that I heard one time was that imagine if you, if you move to, like, what time do you wake up normally? Like 6.40. 6.40. So <laughs> if, if you move to Hawaii, which they're like four hours behind, I think, yeah. would you still wake up at 6.40? I mean, you like, same time? Yeah. Like, would That'd you still? That'd be 2.40. No, that's what I'm saying is that you most likely, if you moved over there, you would still be waking up at 640 oh, once you, it. and then, but, but here it would be 240 here. Got it. But, oh, but, okay. but then, but then in your head, you're like, I would never wake up at 3am. That's way too early. But huh. it's like, you it's would just game. adjust, you would just adjust yourself yeah. to that. So like you said, uh, you work at readers, your parents own yes. this, um, uh, gas station that is literally the most. I want to say like, it's like a mixture between old school and high tech because yeah. you guys are the only, it. you guys are the only self-service self, -serv self -serv or, or full service yes. gas station. But then you guys are also like, kind of like the, a tick, a live TikTok shop <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah, you could say that. Um, I think we are the last full service. There may be one other, I don't know for sure, but yeah, we have full service, which a lot of people think is really cool because you can get your gas pumped for you. They'll check your tires, check under your hood. Um, and then you get a free car wash if you get over eight gallons, like a full fill up. So that's really cool. So it's like worth it. 
And then the TikTok, um, yeah, we kind of got big on TikTok during COVID. My mom did. She used to. Um, so Reader's, because it was a gas station, was deemed an essential business. And there, um, so we were open and a lot of things were closed. So my mom wanted to highlight that the automotive shop was open and we had just, well, we had um, chefs preparing food. So she started eating food in the automotive shop and people weren't doing anything. So they loved to watch her lives. And then she started doing the funny videos. And what really took off was she did videos like her mimicking Tiger King. So she would dress up as Tiger King and like, that was when it was huge. And so everyone freaked out over that. And then it's just kind of evolved into TikTok candy and anything you see on the internet probably will have it. My mom is constantly searching for new trends. Yes. On the internet. Yeah. Did your mom have a TikTok before you did? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I know it's crazy, man. And so, and also one, a couple of things I forgot to mention. So in this gas station, they don't only, they service like like BMWs and yeah. like, like high, you know, like higher end cars. Like, it's not just like your, you know, Jiffy Lube or whatever that you no. pull up. And, and then the other thing is the chef thing. I remember you telling me is I was just, um, I was just this weekend. I went and tried, I had been telling myself for the longest time that I want to try the breakfast pizza from Casey's okay. gas station. Yeah. We have and that. You, you have that? I didn't know uh -huh, that you we have, have that. breakfast pizzas. And so I, I'm just like, man, but that's so bad for you. So this weekend mm -hmm. I went and rode like 70-something miles, and then I had a run for like four miles. So I was just like, I think I burned enough calories mm -hmm. that I can go and, and, and try this. And people were like, man, I can't – like gas station food is so nasty and like why would yeah. you go and eat this but then i'm like clearly they haven't been to your place as well too because you have a chef that cooks yes, every single two chefs two chefs so tell me a little bit about that as far as like where do they come up with like wh with what they're going to cook and and just does it all sell out every single day tell me a little bit about that yeah so um basically in our area there was a Petties, did you ever remember Petties? It was a grocery store. It was in Utica Square and it closed down. And a lot of people in our area got a lot of their meals from there. They had like, you know, the deli counter. And so when that closed down, my parents recognized that there was a need in our area for to-go meals that people could get like single serve for older people, busy people that worked um, long hours. And so my mom DM chef Christy on Instagram. She kind of says she did a little like stalking on her Instagram feed. And, um, so chef Christy came in and everything chef Christy does is like, she's a butter lover and on her, uh, like little, what do you call it? Business card. It even said like, um, you can never have enough butter or something like that. So, um, yeah, they hired Chef Christy, and she has really, like, propelled the menu. So the menu changes every single day. Um, we post it most of the times, uh, like, a snapshot of what's going to be served today on our Instagram and our Facebook. It just says, like, daily menu. So it changes every day, and you're always going to get something different. And then you've had Maddie, wonderfully Maddie, on here. Yes. She loves our pizza pockets, and so she really has started, like, she pro promoted them because she says it's her pregnancy craving. And so those have got so popular that we serve them almost every day. And we had to put a timestamp. We had to say that they're only available 11 to 1. Pizza pockets. Is that like like the the pizza rolls type of thing? But just Kind like of, yeah. So it's like a flaky pastry crust. And then it's homemade sauce inside. Cheese, like little cut pepperonis. And then they put seasonings and butter and parmesan on top. And then you get homemade ranch. So Dang. like that has been... 
everyone loves those. And we recently did a charity event, and you go and um, there's a lot of restaurants there and chefs, and they have like little meals that you can try at the event. And we did pizza pockets. So man, I think yeah. I, I might need to go there for lunch today. Yeah, what, the pizza pockets are amazing. Where was she working before the chef? Um, Chef Christie's done a lot, but before that, she was doing like um, per, she was a personal chef for a okay. bunch of families in the area. Gotcha. And then so. One of the things that you told me was how many times you guys post on TikTok because you went from not having a TikTok. Your mom has got a TikTok. How long after that did you get one? So what was COVID 2020? 2021. Yeah. Well, it was, it was called COVID 19, but we shut down. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird, but uh, and then we shut down like March 2020. Like, yeah. That's okay. When, like, so COVID. she had it. I didn't start my TikTok till my senior year of college. So. About a little over, well, no, it would. I started TikTok two years ago in November, so um, she probably had hers like a year and a half before me. So she's probably been doing it like three and a half years. Okay, and then so you after college, you which by the way now you're what twenty three. 22. 22. And you're like yeah. the busiest twenty two year old I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, and it's Thanks. funny <laughs> because you people tell me now I, this is actually my I wouldn't say my last year, but it's actually my last couple months in my 20s so oh, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of getting scary for me but uh but I heard time flies after you're 25 time flies when you have a kid yeah. because I literally got I, I got my son and and he's like he weighed like six pounds yeah and then now it's it doesn't even feel like it's been it feels like it's been like a couple months honestly in my head just because yeah. of all the stuff that I have going on and now he's like almost 17 pounds. And I'm just like, that's, that's how I feel like you're almost, you're double I know. your size. Like this is crazy. So I'm just like, oh my gosh. And you can't ever go back. You know what I mean? And then yeah. we, we buy him these clothes and then he wears them like once or twice. And then it's like, all right, I guess like, I'm going to, but I'm going to need so many outfits for my, yeah. my baby. Like, uh, yeah, my it's, child is, it's. <laughs> It's well, you guys. You guys might start, you know, selling baby clothes at Readers. Oh, you know? yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> My mom sells headbands. Headbands. There you go. It's candy headbands. Yeah. So you remind me a lot of myself because I, I got in the mortgage business when I got. I, I started at the bank when I was like 20 and I had just turned. I was about to turn wow. 21. Yeah. And then I I started doing lo uh, home loans whenever I was like 23, about uh -huh. to turn 24. And people always told me they're like there's no way that you're your age, right? Yeah. Even, even right now, even though I'm starting to feel old, people are like, I thought you were in your like mid thirties. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks. Like I feel really old, but you are 22. And not yep. only do you, um, do you just, you just have a lot going on. So you have, you're an influencer kind of full-time-ish. How many hours are you spending like on your influence stuff aside from, cause you, you also work at your parents' Uh, gas station and you're in the marketing department there and that's all you do like it's kind of influencing but just for them but how much time are you spending on like the influencing part of it wow I mean in the last couple months it's really ramped up I would say um outside like after I get off work I probably spend an average of three to four hours a day after so like I was at some point I was working like I work like 6 40 to 10 o'clock at night I would say typically. Wow. Because hopefully once, your mom is paying you overtime. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that's at readers. I work, um, eight to five and then, um, Oh, you're talking about overall. Okay. Overall. Okay, I, okay, work gotcha. like I was like, dang, that's no, 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 your no, mom's no. just overworking. Yeah, so I would say, there. no, I, I work, um, yeah, three to four hours a day. 
Um, sometimes it's less if I have something filmed, but if I have to film a video, you know, you, you know, it's like you have to film it, edit it, and then you have to go and then make sure your caption's right. And then you have to get online and then comment back to people. So it's like, yeah, it's a process. And then the weekends, since I work eight to five is when I do a lot of my filming. Okay. So, and so, and then you're also, which something I really want to get into at 21 years old, so it's, has it been a year? You you bought your first house, and not yeah. only bought your first house, but you completely renovated it. Mm-hmm. And I heard that one of your hobbies is peeling paper, uh, wallpaper off the walls. Is that correct? That's the worst hobby known to man. Like that was in, that was terrible. I never want to do that ever again. So uh, so another similarity that we have. <laughs> how old were you when you got married? Uh, 21. 21. So yeah. I was 21 when I got wow, married. Oh yeah. And we bought our first house. Uh, whenever we got married and we didn't renovate the whole thing, but there were some parts of the house that were kind of like outdated and including the master bedroom. Well, excuse me, that's called the prime primary, yes. primary <laughs> bedroom now. Uh, and the, it, it was like a really pretty bathroom, but it had wallpaper and we're like, this will be like a fun, like married thing to do. Fun. No, it wasn't, but it was maybe good Did for you have like, multiple layers of wallpaper. I think it was just one, but I ended up just like, I just ended up hiring somebody. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I was about at that point, but I just, it so had did to be you, done. did you hire any, anything out? Cause you did like a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Um, I got lucky. My family, uh, my mom's cousin, his name's Jackie. He's can do anything. So he basically did all the house besides like some plum plumbing work. And like I had to get a new roof, but he did, everything besides that and like what you said about your primary bedroom having like the outdated bathroom we have a 1950s bathroom that um I haven't renovated yet it's like I want to right now like I just haven't had the time to like pick out tile and I need to like find cabinets and that that bathroom had two to three layers of wallpaper I thought I was done oh my gosh yeah we definitely just have one yeah I did a layer and then I was like why is this look weird what what is happening and then I took you know the little what is that that you would the scraper uh, and I started like really scraping and I was like there's a whole nother did people think that there were just like shirts back in the day where you're just like you switch a shirt like they're just like "Eh, I'm tired of this wallpaper let's just put one over probably yes well in one of the bedrooms they just painted over the wallpaper I could see a seam so I just went over there like and I took the little scraper and I popped off an edge and it just came off in sheets which was nice that one was nice so the average person lives in their home about seven years. Really? Yeah. I, I Are you going to like double that because of all the work that you've put into this <laughs> I house? I don't know. Um, Craig, which is my husband, he, uh, I don't know if we'll ever sell the house. We'll probably just like keep rental. it and keep it yeah. as a rental. So. so what drew you to buy a house so young? I mean, I know you were getting married and stuff, but like were your parents like big influencers on that or like what, what, what made you buy a house and especially what made you renovate a house? Um, so my, my mom and my dad, they always like put in my ear, like, you know, save your money, your rent costs as much as your mortgage. Like if you're like smart, you can, you know, figure out how to own the house. And so after college, I moved back home. And, um, the reason I was always looking in the Midtown area, but with my budget and everything, like the houses you can get in the Midtown area were seriously like two bedrooms maybe a half bathroom yeah. like and, they and were, that was and and it's gotten harder since you yes, started looking and you go into houses and you're like i would have to 
this almost needs to be torn down, like for this price and range. That's, and that's what they're doing. A lot of them, I they're know. just buying the house to tear it down and then build a new house. I know, or they're like pricing them to make people live in them. I'm like, this needs to be priced to tear down. Anyway, so I finally expanded my little Zillow search and found this neighborhood that I really liked. And, uh, but to keep it lower and what I wanted to pay monthly, I just was like, you know what, I'm going to renovate a house because I, this house I got lucky and it had a kitchen that was done. Um, and so I didn't have to touch any of the bathrooms in the kitchen, which I think it I, which has saved a lot of money. Now I'm yeah. having to renovate a bathroom, but um, I just knew how much I wanted to spend per month. And that's why. How much did the renovation cost you? Oh, I would probably say I put like, I don't know. If you take out the roof, probably about 10 to 12. Yeah. I mean, cause roof is not really cosmetic, but I mean, I guess you, know, I had it, you yeah. have to, you, you have to put it on there. Yeah. But. The house, when I bought it, he didn't sell it like listed as is. Um, but then when we got into negotiations, he was like, I don't want to touch anything. So he took a big chunk off and I was like, fine. Yeah. Sold. So, so 10 to $12,000, that's really not that bad for be able to be, being able to get a house in the location that you wanted. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably closer to 20. I probably should go back to my Excel sheet. I was keeping yeah. track of the expenses. And then, you know, it gets to a point and you're just like, let me just swipe the card. I'm like, man, it's I, fine. the more I talk to you, the more I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. People <laughs> that you should see people yesterday, I went to lunch with a builder and a couple of agents and, yeah. and, and we we're talking. And then all of a sudden I start talking numbers and they're like, they're like, of course, Will is going to talk about numbers. Cause like I, but the thing is, it's that numbers don't lie. Numbers, yeah. are, you know, and one of one of my favorite things to, to remind myself all the time is that discipline brings freedom. So even though sometimes people like will look at me and they're like, you're you like micromanage yourself. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm just bringing myself freedom. I don't know that you keep saying I keep thinking I'm like, maybe it was 20,000. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to go back. But but still, still, that's not I mean, yeah. And and I bought when we bought the house and then got engaged and then got married. Like it was I definitely th felt like I was spending money all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it now. Like now I'm like, this is great. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's a huge accomplishment for, Thank for you. somebody to, to do that. And so did you, um, what, what did your, what were your parents telling you whenever you were telling them like, Hey, I think I want to renovate a house. Cause they were like all for you buying a house, but then yeah. they were, were they like, are you crazy? Or like, no, this is manageable. You can do it. Well, we had been looking at houses for probably a year. So we were looking for houses even when I was in college, like probably my last semester, we started like trying to figure it out and I lived at home. And so I think it had always been like in our mind, I may have to renovate it. And just like knowing that we had my cousin Jackie to be able to work on anything. Get, I might need to get cousin Jackie's number. I know. And then uh, my husband Craig is and his dad, they're very handy too they can do whatever like um his parents have a lake house and they built their whole three slit boat dock and they wow. built their whole lake house so I knew I had people to help me renovate a house even though I had no knowledge on anything like you talk about Katie she does all that renovating herself and putting she up, does yeah she does I so much of that, that renovating herself her videos are crazy she puts up the wallpaper and I'm always so impressed because those were things that I was like hey cousin Jackie can you just you just do that for me. Like I wasn't, I didn't paint or do any of that. But so going back to whether it was 10, 12,000 or 20,000, the reason I'm saying that's not that bad is because like I bought a rental and I spent like almost $25,000 just in deferred maintenance. So if you walked in before I mm -hmm. spent that and then after, 
like you couldn't really tell a difference on yeah. that. I mean, there was like some cracks and stuff that like kind of got, you know, after the piers were put in and stuff, they got covered and stuff. But in, I mean, most of your stuff, I'm, I'm assuming had to be to, to where it was like, updated and, and stuff right so yeah. that's what i'm saying I, I think most of the time that's i completely forgot about something else i renovated that would definitely take take what? the price off i put new hardwood floors in the whole house so oh, yeah I that remember right there is the tin actually least. anybody <laughs> listening right now some i, I did, went and did a broker's open i don't know if you know what a broker's open uh-huh. is it's kind of like an open house but just for agents you know i know what that is why because <laughs> it's selling sunset Really? On Netflix. Yeah, they well, have those brokers <laughs> opens and those really fancy houses and they always just like go and they're dressed so nice. Well, big disclaimer, Tulsa's brokers open aren't are not like selling that. sunset. Okay. They're, they're, there have been a couple of them where they're Botox. Uh in uh, <laughs> but but normally you win the Botox and then you know one person goes and does it. They they're, weren't there, yeah. Yeah. That so, was crazy. That was a crazy episode. I know. So so broker I went to a brokers open. This is like last week. And this house is, it was listed at $370,000. That one in Claremore wow. has an acre and a half and it's 1,500 square feet. And it, it, you walk in and it's like a grandma's house. Mm-hmm. There was carpet in the kitchen. In the kitchen. I what had never seen. What decade did carpet in the kitchen? I don't know. What decade was carpet in the bathroom? I don't. Was I don't like even the, know that that was a thing. Uh, I've never seen it. My parents' house had carpet in the bathroom oh, man. at one point, yes. Okay, I didn't, it I, was purple carpet. Mom, if you're listening, I'm glad you tiled <laughs> now. Well, the, <laughs> she told the agent that was listening to the house, she said, hey, there's hard, hardwood underneath. Yeah. And we were. she was telling everybody that they came in, and then one of the ladies just goes in and just was pull, it, pulls was the, the, the carpet. Plywood? No, it was just it was just concrete. It was just concrete. It wasn't even stained. See, so that that's what I happened to you. That's yes, what happened to did you. Did I tell you that that I didn't check all the? Yeah, I mean, under, well, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. Anybody that's buying a house, yeah, the, you need to check under all the flooring, even in like inspections. I felt weird like looking before, but no, if they they said going back and I read the description and I, it said the bedrooms had like hardwoods under the carpet and in my mind I just thought that was the whole house and it wasn't um so did the bedrooms have it yeah so the bedrooms had original hardwood and then the uh hallway didn't and then the kitchen was tile and then there was um there was carpet in one living room and another like sitting room dining room was um pegged flooring so I went through and we took out all well the crew I hired, they, uh, we did hardwoods throughout the whole house. So the same hardwood. So they did like the, the smaller hardwood. So it would match the bedrooms and then they brought it through the whole house. But I thought it was everywhere and it wasn't, it was definitely a shock that day when I started rolling up the carpets. That's crazy. <laughs> so always look. Yes. Cause that can cost you thousands of dollars if mm-hmm. you want to put, put it on later. Yeah. I didn't include that. Thankfully my, um, said I was getting married. My grandparents wedding gift to me was hard putting in hardwood floors and so that was so nice because my grandma was like, it'll change the look of your house. Like you really need this done. And at that point I was like, I just, I just can't do it right now. Um, I'm just going to live with the gray carpet. Like if you went to, into Home Depot and you asked for the cheapest carpet, that is what the guy put in. And I think he just put carpet in to have new carpet to sell the house because yeah. it was brand new. So it was like, I think like a dollar 30 a square foot or something like crazy $2 if you went in, like it was like the cheapest carpet you could get. So I'm definitely glad I did it now because 
I'm sure it would not look as nice as yeah. did. Did and then also I think you told me this, but you did you tell me that you didn't have a big wedding on or did you have a big wedding? Um, I had about like 140 people, but okay. I think what stands out to most people is I planned it in a month. Yeah, that's what you told me on that. But yeah. I, I was curious on that just because a lot of the time, do you know that the average wedding in the U.S. costs fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> no, it's crazy. That's insane. The average. I could tell. I mean, I could see that because like looking at wedding venues, they're you get some that are like eight grand. Yeah, ten, and then it depends grand, on the day. Like, it depends on the day I know. too. Yeah. So the reason I was asking is because I. I I lot of I, I was reading this article that a lot of people what they're doing is they are going to the small wedding mm-hmm. uh, uh, aspect of things and they are trying to use some of that money to to buy a home you know yeah just because it's so it's, it, and I mean we are very blessed to live in the market that we live in because I mean think about you twenty one years old in California or yeah. even Dallas let alone New I York like it would have it, it would have been nearly impossible to to yeah. buy a home even even a, a flip home yeah i mean i'm definitely i love like not spending as much on your wedding and buying a house i mean i i've never been like the type of girl that needed like her dream wedding and everything like my wedding dress was 175 dollars from a what yeah there's a consignment store i don't know like a bridal consignment store if you would even call it that called something bridal so like something borrowed, something bridal um, here in Tulsa. And I went in with my mom like the week after I got engaged. And my um, husband's sister, she used to work in um, bridal store. So she had all these appointments set up for me. We went in on a Saturday and she had all these appointments set up on a Sunday for me. And I walked in with my mom just because I wanted to go into something bridal because I'm all about, you know, finding, you know, deals? saving money. Yeah, I love to find a deal. Yes. I, I wonder what the average... Uh, what do you think the average dress is? I don't even know because I I didn't even go to the regular stores to look at dresses because I, all the ones I tried on there were like already pre-worn. So, yeah. uh, but that store's awesome. So if anyone's watching, you need to go to something bridal. And I just remember I tried a bunch of dresses on, hadn't find any found any I liked. My mom was at the front and I went over to the $200 and under rack and I was just flipping through and I found this dress and I was like, hey guys, I'm just going to go try this on. And I walked out and I was like, Hey, this is it. And then like the ladies like started freaking out because, you know, they put like the veil on you and they like fluff it out. And, you know, you sit on like, I keep hitting this thing. You sit on like, you stand up and maybe you'll put a heel on like it's a whole thing. And I just like walked out and I was like, here we go. That's so, crazy. And they yeah. have champagne and everything there for you. <laughs> like the, like I, the probably <laughs> we didn't, we didn't do any of that, but yeah, $175 definitely helped the wedding budget. That's crazy. So yeah. going back real quick, because one of the things I really want to hit on is you said that, you know, stuff sells out fast with, with what Chef uh, Christy, is mm-hmm. that her name? Yep, Chef Cooks. And, and that's part of, because we never answered, how, how many times are you posting a day on TikTok for readers? So TikTok, I would say it's maybe once a day, but what's really, what you really liked was Instagram. We tried to do three photos oh, about Instagram. Yeah, three photos like about the food. So one menu, two or three food items, and then three other pictures a day of what's like showing in the store. And then we post on the stories. And then we do a lot of videos where we um, eat on the camera. So like we'll have the dish that Chef Christy and our other chef is Chef Dominic. Um, what they have made today, it's all plated nice because you get it in a to-go container. So people can see us eating it and we talk about it, talk about our specials. A lot of people really like it. So you're posting like close to eight times a day on Instagram on, yeah. on readers. Yeah. So 
the reason why I'm bringing that up is because that seems excessive, but it's literally getting people in the door to buy these things. So it, how much does it cost you to, to make one post? Nothing. So if any business owners that are out there that are kind of just hesitant, because I, I truly feel that social media is still like this, this thing where people just don't want to do it. People just don't want to post. And I think my mom's whole motto with it is, you may only get one like, but that one person may come in for that one product and you've made a sale. Or people that don't even like it. I mean, most most of the people that are like your biggest fans, they- They don't even like it. You just they, scroll. They don't, they, don't even, they don't even engage. Yeah. Sometimes I have to be like conscious when I'm scrolling. Like I'm like, oh, I like, I like, I see a TikTok video and, and I really liked it. And I watched the whole thing. I'm like, no, like this creator deserves a like. And then I just forget about it. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Scroll. It's like reviews. Golly, yeah. don't even get me started on reviews. I'm just, we've done like the best job on- these people, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for helping us with our loan. Like we could have never yeah. gotten this house without your help. And I'm like, hey, if, can you please leave us a review? Because we live in in the society where you say, hey, you should try this restaurant or you should go to this lender. And people are like, boom, like look them up and then take a look at what people are saying about them. It, but, but I'm kind of the same way too. Like I've been to places where I'm like, this place was amazing. And I'm like, I should leave them a review. But I'm like, that it's just a little inconvenient right now. I'll do it later. Yeah, and then, and then you then just never forget. do it. Yeah. But so going back to even just TikTok, I, I think some of the most, the, the, the people that I watch the most, I'm not even following them. Like in the yeah, people you, that I'm following them, I don't really see their stuff. I know. And I find myself all the time, like just typing in a creator's name because I want to see what they put out for the day and I don't follow them. So trying to make more of a conscious effort to, support creators because you know you put yeah. out content and you're like i need some likes and stuff so i need yeah. to reciprocate it commenting on people's videos um yeah definitely something that so you have to be more aware of you went from not having a tiktok before your mom did yeah and now you're about eighty thousand followers correct yeah like seventy eight thousand. Seventy eight thousand. Yeah, yeah and then people that right now say that it's saturated right now I do agree with it's got it's a lot more competitive than mm -hmm. like before COVID and everything. Yeah. But this was another mind blowing thing that I found out about you. You didn't so you were you were comfortable with TikTok, but you were yeah. like, I don't want to bother my Instagram people. Yes. So bef so it's been a little bit over a year, correct? It was it May of twenty twenty two. Is that was that the day or what was it? Uh, no, May of twenty twenty three. I started posting on Instagram. So this oh May. Oh my gosh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. May I of twenty. Okay. Okay. May, let's go to uh, April of 2023. Well, how many, you, okay, how many followers get, did you have? Um, Probably, I think, around like maybe 3,400. 3,400. Yeah. Which was more than me when I started. But now, congratulations. <laughs> you just you. hit 25,000. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, the 3,400 was like people from college and high school. I didn't post the videos like I do now. So, I know. I know. So after May, you kind of started posting, like dabbling a little bit. And how much were you posting on TikTok compared to like when you started and kind of where you're at now? Okay, so if we we take the TikTok back to the beginning, because the story there is, so you've heard of Amber Marie and Co. Here, they're like a store. They're in Utica, and yeah, they yeah, have yeah. one in South Tulsa. They are Christmas galore right now. It's amazing. Oh, uh, do you know May West? Yes. Okay, so we went to lunch at Barcera. Okay. And I, and then she was like. Come, come to the store. Yeah. Did you go to the influencer thing? Yeah. Okay, so she was probably, she was there. She yeah. was like, I'm coming here tonight. She was like, let's go in here. It's crazy. It's it's, it's amazing. It, it, I was just like, is this 
just a Christmas yeah, store? Yeah, and the women that own it, they're so nice. And it looks like what, those Halloween spirit stores that you walk in is, and it's <laughs> just, so I'm just like, is this going to be closed down? And, and I, Well, no, they like, they switch to just like a normal store. I know. Yeah, so I, did, I didn't like, know anything about that. Yeah. It's crazy. So what were you saying about them? Okay, so... Um, about two years ago in November, my uh, my mom got invited to an influencer event at Amber Marie. So Your I, mom got invited yes. be- to influencer events yes. before you did. Yes, she did. And um, so I was in college and I came home and she got the date wrong. So we drive all the way over to Amber Marie. We're in the parking lot. I'm like, hey, mom, there's like no one here. I'm sure there was going to be like balloons or something. Like this is just not what I expected for an influencer event. I was like, we're like the only one in the parking lot. And she goes, well, let's just go in. And I'm sure they're there. We walk inside. I'm like, mom, there's no drinks. There's no cookies. Like this is not an event. And she's like, no, I swear it is. And they were closing at six and we walk in at like 559. And I could see they're like, they're like, why are they in here? Like, why is Cheryl Reader here? And eventually we figure out that there's no influencer event and it's the following night. So I'm like, mom, how did you get it wrong? Like, <laughs> you know, I drove in from Stillwater. She's like, I don't know. So I came and I drive back up to Stillwater because I had class and I come to the event the next day and I'm filming and I don't know how to work TikTok at all. And at this point I decided I wanted to come back and work for my parents when I graduated. And my mom was like, if you're going to work for me, you got to know how to work these apps. So she was <laughs> like, you better start posting and you better post on your account. And my mom was big at the time. I think I told you when we first met that she, I was posting three times a day trying to go viral. That was like the the key or everyone was telling you that was the secret to going viral on TikTok was to post three times a day. So I was like constantly trying to post whatever. I'd post my life, college life. A lot of people liked my sorority house lunches. If you scroll way down on my feed, you'll see what I was a theta at OSU and what we ate every day. Um, and then I started posting Oklahoma content and it started taking off. So I was doing that. Um, and then Instagram was not Rounding back to what you asked about Instagram, I wasn't doing anything on Instagram but posting pictures and just keeping it, you know, more like a traditional personal Instagram feed. Um, And then I started meeting like Maddie and Brooke and Katie and Maddie and Brooke kept telling me like, you need to post on Instagram. Like, why are you not sharing your reels over here? Like you're missing people. Like not everyone's on TikTok. And I was like, I just can't do it. Like so many people like growing up, follow me on there. And, um, I used to post not frequently and I don't know, maybe once or twice a month, I'd put a video I made on Instagram reels, but I would hide it from my main feed. Well, I'm like, now I realize it's not hidden. It still shows up yeah. on people's feed. Yeah. So like, I was like, I'm still hiding it from all my 3,400 people. Like they don't know I'm posting on reels. And so I posted one of those videos and um, one started taking off and I started gaining followers. I think it was the first one might've been gambles. Have you ever ate there? Yeah. And you actually were going to eat there the day yes. we met. Okay. Yes. I, 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 I actually went and had a uh, coffee with the guy that owns it. Like, oh, cool. I think like Is he the, coming the, on? the week after, um, I, we talked about it, but he is like all big into doing this thing in Stillwater. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, it's like a crazy thing. It's like a, it, it's a restaurant mixed with a barbershop mixed with like a hmm. big old crazy thing. But yeah, he, so he owns like a lot of different restaurants and yeah. stuff. We met at his coffee shop or Jewish deli, like, uh-huh. and they're so unique. It's crazy. I haven't but been there. I need to go. It's, um, but yeah, no, that place is, I, I will say it and I mean it, it's the best Italian in Tulsa. It's really good. And then second would probably be Prossima for me or Prossima, however you pronounce it. I did. That was one of my first like viral videos on TikTok was them. So you posted gambles. Is that what was your first or second video you said? Well, like I had posted like random videos, but that was the first one that 
really was taking off and I was gaining followers. And so I was like, okay, people are liking this Oklahoma content on Instagram. I need to start posting. And then I was like, in my head, eventually just clicked. I was like, literally everyone that has known me posts, knows I post on TikTok. Like I just need to reuse this content. So I started posting on Instagram and um, now I try to post like one video a day because I just feel like that's what's propelled my growth. It's just like constantly posting. Are you big in the analytics in there? Uh-huh. You are? Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes I look, yeah. I, I think that that's kind of what helped me a lot. It was going in there and seeing what was working, seeing mm-hmm. what wasn't. And, and I guess like the videos that I do about Oklahoma and those type of things, like always, not always, but seem to do really well. And people really like that content. But what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to sprinkle in more like about myself, about Craig and I, about my mom, because I really want people to not just like watch my videos and think, oh, that's like a cool restaurant. I want them to like, you know, trust my reviews or like my Instagram stories, I think really help people be more engaged and um, get to know me better. How, and I, I, are you big on your stories as well? Sometimes, yeah. Because I, because I, I feel Some that- people post a lot more than I do. So I wouldn't say I'm like- the biggest, but I definitely, I think a good for me would be like three to five, but that's kind of where I probably post like one personal post on my feed for every like 10 finance Uh posts that I do. But in my story, it's just all personal. Yeah. And it's funny to me how many people I put, I feel that I post like 5% or less of my, of my day Uh and people just that I haven't seen in like six months. They, they feel like they just they know you. Yeah. And then so. But it's I want people to feel like they know me. What's yes. so crazy is even those videos that don't do as well that show like Craig and I buying our Christmas tree. A lot of people come into readers and um, like recognize me and they say hi and they ask me questions about the video. So just because I didn't get as many likes on that video, like you said, they're still watching it. 100%. So I still like to put it out there. And I think it's fun. It's like yeah. my own little mini YouTube video or something, like vlog. Are you on YouTube at all? No. That's you need something to be. I know. I need to post on shorts, but. That's something I've these, struggled with. All these well, apps sh- have different times. Like. Yeah, 60 seconds. You 60 can't go over. 60 seconds, a minute I, 30. I still post them. I still post them, even if it's like a even minute 30. Yeah, it just cuts off. I, I just put. I if feel you wanna, bad. If you want to watch the whole thing, just go. Oh, that's smart. Then you're yeah. like, you know. So. Man, I'm really, really thankful we finally made it happen. I've really enjoyed this conversation. So I'm going to, I have a few questions that okay. I just want to ask okay. um, to, in order to help people. Because the whole point of this podcast is for me to have a conversation yeah. with somebody. And I mean, whenever we first met, I mean, I was asking you a lot of questions mm-hmm. of like, I was like, wait, there is a formula for TikTok. This is the first time I've ever heard of this. Like, There's a lot of formulas. It's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, picking one and, and sticking yeah. with it. And, and going back to it, the people that think that it's oversaturated and that's their excuse really not to do it really oversaturated I haven't a lot of people just what I've heard is they they're like how do you find the time to post like I don't know what to post about I think I'm mainly just talking about like real estate agents that I talk to that they're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That they're like yeah. I need to I know I need to post but you know everybody's doing it now and I'm like mm-hmm. nobody's doing like anything that yeah you know you know that you can do something and you can get some growth on that so what, uh, how long did it take you to get your first paid, like, collab? Um, probably about six months, seven months. Six months. And then yeah. is that something you were expecting? Um, I mean, I made, like, the, you know, you put your, you make, like, a business email. So I was trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But when you get your first paid, it's definitely hard to figure out, like, 
what you want to charge, or how it's going to go. I mean, there's contracts involved a lot of times, so it's you got to. There's a lot to learn when yeah, you pick your first one, and, and it's really exciting, and you want it to do well. So, and then now, how long? How many um, paid gigs are you getting? Uh, like, is there consistency on it? Like, what? Yeah, it's consistent. I mean, there's a lot of like you know going back and forth. Um, I would say I have maybe. Right now, I don't know. It's it's inconsistent, but it is consistent at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I think I have like one for the next month planned, like one a week at least. So, okay, that's. Nice. I mean, that's great. So, yeah. okay. So, my last three questions for you is one: What would you tell somebody, uh, especially like a young person that's uh, thinking about buying a house but thinks that they're just like it's not possible, and maybe they don't have parents that are influenced in the way that you were influenced and stuff. So, what would you tell them? I would tell them to, you know, start saving your money, um, researching like what you need to buy a house, how much you need to buy a house. Um, and then I would narrow down, like if you're going to rent from someone, how much is that rent going to cost you? And can you offset it with a house? I mean, there's other things to think about, like, I'm sure you're just getting your property taxes and everything that, that I'm hurts. actually doing a video about it today. Cause I'm getting a bunch of calls. Cause I don't know if, uh, like people, get that and they're like oh my gosh they told me that they were going to pay them but it's like you're just getting it so that way like your first year when you buy it you you can see you know well you get it every single year but people forget and they freak out they're like i i think a lot of people around this time of year they're kind of just stressed about money either way because of christmas and all this stuff so people are like people are like do i have to pay this and it's like no it's most people they're being taken care of because they escrowed in but um so yeah i was just going to do a video on like you know, yeah. do I need to worry about this piece of paper? But, um, but yeah, you're saying offset, like taking a look at, uh, uh, comparing the rent to, to the property taxes that we no, were saying, no, no, like what we're saying? comparing like what your mortgage payment would be to your, like, an, like a rent, which most of the time it'll be less because most landlords yeah. have mortgages. So in order to make money, <laughs> no. they have to charge more. Yeah. Um, like finding an area you want to be in. Like I moved home right after college, if that's an option and just like, saved all the money I could. So, and then second question is somebody that has been wanting to get started on creating content. What's some advice that you have for them? Like, where should they start? Like what platform, how many times a day? Like yeah. what, what, um, what's funny is I, a couple weeks ago, I went and spoke to union high schoolers. They had like a beyond you conference and they asked me to come speak to them about social media, which was, that was a funny in itself because I had never, um, well, I had never been invited to like speak in front of students on social media. And then I was so nervous. And my parents were like, why are you nervous? Like you were literally a tour guide at OSU. Like you spoke to seniors every day as your job. I'm like, yeah, but it's about social media. It's not about like coming to OSU. Um, but my advice to them was that you just have to start posting. Like when I was started posting, like I was nervous what people would think. I mean, everyone starts at zero. Um, well, um, not you. You started at 3,800, right? Oh, you're talking about on TikTok? On TikTok, yeah. But I guess, <laughs> and most people, I mean, you start out with low numbers. And but is it not actually less pressure, though, to start with low numbers because you're just like, ah, you know, if this bus, like, there's no pressure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I you can, I would just, honestly, my advice to someone, I would be post about what you're interested in, post about anything and everything and just see what sticks. Because some people say, like, niche down and only post about one content and like get really good at that one. And I didn't know what my niche was going to be. I didn't know Oklahoma was going to stick. I was posting just anything, just anything about my life. Yeah. And then once I was Oklahoma video started doing well, that's when I was like, okay, there's a market right here. I need to post more. So you're saying don't be so worried about 
figuring out what your niche is going to be, just start posting and then yeah. whatever, when yeah. you're looking at the analytics, whatever's sticking, just go with that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then my last question is out of all the, it doesn't have to be collabs, but you know, co uh -huh. collabs or just any videos that you've done about Oklahoma. What are some of the three, your three favorite things about Oklahoma, whether they're all restaurants or just different from your videos that you have done? Like what are some like three of your favorite places here in Oklahoma? Oh, shoot. That's a hard one. I think, I think Gamble's probably made the list, right? <laughs> I mean, Gamble's is really good. Um, I really like Little Venice in Sand Oh, I saw, I've never been there, but I saw your video. Yes. And actually, one last thing that I, I want to touch in there is that um, it's okay to repost a video. You reposted that video. If you wouldn't have reposted it, I didn't start following you until like yeah. after that to where, and you know, you've posted enough videos to where I would have never gotten to see that. And it was like, I, I might've posted that video three times. Three. Okay. So, but <laughs> did it perform every, all three yes. times? People don't realize um, that. The Dillard's Clearance Center. That one did really well for me. You may not have seen it. It's in Bartlesville. Um, and TikTok, I posted about it the first time I went. I went a second time. I posted about it again. Both did well. On Instagram, I posted the same video twice. So That's like, such an easy hack that people don't realize. Yeah, you can repost. Um, if I don't have anything to post, I go find a video that did really well. I look at the analytics. And I'm like, hey, maybe they'll be interested again. And what's smart is I use CapCut as my um, video editor. I'm sure people have other editors, but CapCut is the one that I use. And I just redo my voiceover. So like, I'll just be like, hey, last year I went to this place and I really liked it. And I think I need to talk about it again. And I do that. And um, readers videos do really well for me. That's kind of a lot of people know about me from that one. And what I think is funny about that one is I show different products in every video, but I use the same tagline every time almost. What's that? What is it? My family owns the coolest gas station oh, in oh, Tulsa, yeah, yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. And if you go back, it's the same intro. And, and that's the hook. Yeah, it's the hook. And then right after that, I show something that I know is like, really popular at readers like the freeze-dried candy I think I showed cotton candy that turns into bubble gum so like I was trying to be more aware like they're gonna hear this they're gonna be like what's different about this gas station I'm not gonna show them like the soda machine I mean I do so the soda machine because we have Weber's root beer on tap which everyone loves here in town but I'm not just like we have iced tea you know even though it's really good but there we go. So what what are the places? We'll we'll put readers oh, too. So just it. give me so just yeah, give me readers, one. Readers, um, Little Venice, and oh, I need to do another video on this, and I should go back and revoice over this. Have you ever been to the Salt Plains? No. Where's that? This at? one I'm like pulling out of the back of my brain. Okay, so this was like during COVID. I went out here, and I don't know where it is anymore. I would have to Google it. I think it's like three hours, two and a half hours away. Salt Plains. Yes, it's like outside of a small town. Um, and it's just like flat and it, it's just salt and it's white. Have people gone there to like, do people go there to take pictures and stuff? Yes. I've seen pictures of it, but I I've definitely never... did a photo shoot when I was like 19 there with my friends, like twirling in the salt. Is it worth it? Yeah, but you have to be aware that um, if it rains, it's like muddy. So you won't see the salt. So you got to go when it's the weather's not been nice. Raining, I think. Is, I don't know what, and they may not be open. All year. Which is easy to predict weather here in Oklahoma, right? I know. I've had uh, uh, Mike Collier on, and I'm just like grilling him. I'm like, bro, why did you say it was going to snow? And I, yeah, you're like, just... He's like, I thought I was right, but you never know here. Mary, thank you so much for coming Thanks on. For this has on. been fun, and uh, I'm excited to uh, uh, you know have you on later down the road and, and keep getting to know you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. Um, it's Mary.Hathaway. It's Hathaway with an E. And then on TikTok, it's Mary Ledbetter 9 Perfect. Can't wait to keep up with your content. Thanks.